This is Hick at Night. Here's Ryan Hickey. Let's jump into it. Biggest story, at least so far, I think of the week. And I don't think he's getting enough attention. Is right now what's going on in Ann Arbor, Michigan, and the cheating scandal that surrounds Jim Harbaugh and the Michigan football program. The Michigan cheating scandal, if, right, this is all alleged. So if proven to be true, to me, is just as bad, if not worse, than the Astros cheating scandal we saw a few years ago in baseball. And again, alleged. So we're not saying this is definitely happening or has happened if proven by evidence to have happened and be true where Michigan is illegally stealing signs and gaining a massive advantage uh, against other teams. We're talking bare minimum here, Jim Harbaugh getting fired. Bare minimum. You cannot be the head coach of a prominent college football program after allowing and or orchestrating this elaborate, extensive uh, cheating scandal to get you a massive advantage and not pay the ultimate price for it. And all that success that started when the cheating started in 2021, all the Michigan success, Big Ten titles, college football playoff appearances, wins over Ohio State, all valid, uh, invalid, all invalid if this is proven to be true. What I don't understand, though, is as you sit here on, on Tuesday evening, Tuesday afternoon-ish, why there's not more outrage. If you were upset and if you were pissed off at the Astros when the cheating scandal came down and them banging trash cans in order to know what pitch is coming and you were upset and actively rooted against the Astros to lose even as much and as long as yesterday when they lost to the Rangers in Game 7 and took joy that they were eliminated before making the World Series because they cheated back in 2017, well, then you should be even more fierce right now with Michigan and what Jim Harbaugh is allowing to happen at his program. Allegedly, of course. Like, look at this. This is one of the all-time historically great college football programs who currently right now is having their best stretch since they won the national title in 1997. That's almost 30 years ago. They're right now the number two team in the country, the betting favorite to win the national title this season, and all of their recent elite success is under the same timeline as they are allegedly accused of cheating. This is a massive deal. This is exactly equivalent to the Astros banging trash cans and getting you know the pitches before they came in. This is the same thing. And what I don't understand is sitting from where I'm sitting, why people are not more outraged, why there's not more vitriol towards Michigan and Jim Harbaugh, why there's just not more attention towards right now one of the biggest scandals we've seen in college football and right now the biggest scandal in sports. I'm I'm truly, honestly, dumbfounded. If you don't think this is a big deal, 855-212-4227. 855-212-4227. Tell me why. Because you look at the similarities It is eerily similar. The Astros and Michigan. Let's look at it. Right? As we know, what do the Astros do? They had cameras or or used the technology that had cameras pointed to what the catcher was putting down, and they were able to relay the signs. One bang on the trash can for a fastball, two bangs for a curveball, three for a changeup, etc. And they were able, in real time, to relay to the batter at the plate what pitcher is coming to give them an advantage, right? The batter knew 
what pitch was coming, and any baseball player will tell you, any just common sense person will tell you, baseball is so much, especially pitching on deception, that if you know a pitch is coming, you are going to have a lot more success than not. So the Astros, again, were able to find out what pitch is coming, helped them out the plate. Michigan's doing the same exact thing. We got the latest details from ESPN yesterday, who now reporting that Connor Stallions, in case you don't know, Michigan staffer, former Marine, bought tickets to at least 30 different Big Ten football games over the last three years, none of which involved Michigan, meaning he was going to the shoe in Columbus. He was going to Happy Valley in uh, Penn State. He was going to Madison, Wisconsin, when the Badgers were playing Iowa to go scout their signals and to go video what signals those teams and coaches were doing because later on on the schedule, Michigan was playing Ohio State and Penn State and Wisconsin and wanted to be able to get video of the signals they were using to use them later in the season. So the Astros, right, were able to use technology in real time to tell and relay to the batter what pitch was coming to give them an advantage. Michigan, ahead of time, put um, at least one person, and they're at least according to ESPN, multiple people in different Big Ten stadiums that don't involve Michigan games, but had Michigan opponents on their schedule, or Michigan was, a, I should say, a Michigan opponent later on in the season, in order to sit at the 45-yard line and videotape the coaches, the offensive and the defensive coaches, signaling into their, their team so that later on in the year, they can decode those signals and use them in real time to tell the offense and or defense what play is coming. It's the same thing. The batter know, you know, knowing what pitch is coming. The offense knowing what the defense is running or vice versa. The defense knows because of illegal sign stealing what the offense is running. You get a massive advantage in knowing what is coming in knowing what the other team is running. It's the same thing. And what Michigan did is illegal. You are not allowed to go to another team stadium and advance scout in person. You are definitely not allowed to go to another team stadium and scout in person and also record the signals that their coaches are using. Can't do it. Cannot do it. And so Michigan has done it just like the Astros have done it. And again, getting an advantage before you know what is coming to give your offense, your defense, or in the Astros case, the batter, a heads up about what to expect. And the Astros, I rode that cheating scandal, rode that trash can banging scheme to a World Series championship, to a ring. Michigan, over the last three years, has used their cheating scandal to rise to prominence in college football. Again, this is the best three-year stretch Michigan has had in almost 30 years. In large part because of nefarious acts. Let me just break down some numbers for you really fast here to show you the difference. Let me tell you the record of Jim Harbaugh in Michigan pre-cheating, allegedly, of course, and currently right now in the era in which they're accused of sign-stealing illegally and cheating. So the sign-stealing, according to ESPN, according to Yahoo!, is reportedly and allegedly, right? Again, this is all alleged. Allegedly started in 2021. So let's look at quickly here before, pre-cheating, pre-alleged cheating. Jim Harbaugh got there in 2015. From 2015 to 2020, Michigan was 49 and 22, 69% win, uh, win percentage. They were against their three big rivals, 
uh, Michigan State, Ohio State, Penn State, 6-11. and 11. In those rivalry games, zero Big Ten titles, zero times did Michigan in six years from 2015 to 2020 finish better than third place in the Big Ten East. So again, pre-cheating, 69% win percentage, 6-11 and 11 versus their big three rivals, zero Big Ten titles, zero times Michigan finished above third place in their own division, let alone conference. Okay, now let's look at Michigan in the current era of cheating. 2021, 2022, 2023. Those two and a half years, they are now 33 and 3. For those math wizards out there, 92% win percentage in those two and a half years against their big three rivals, Penn State, Michigan State, and Ohio State. Six and one. They have two Big Ten championships, two college football playoff appearances. So, again, just to recap, right? Michigan, the first six years of Jim Harbaugh pre-cheating. Good team. Right? You're winning 70% of your games. You're good. You're pretty good. But couldn't beat his rivals, 6-11. and 11. Couldn't finish, again, above Penn State, above Michigan State, above Ohio State in the Big Ten East. And we're never a great and or elite team. Now, all of a sudden, the last three years, allegedly, they are illegally uh, recording signals and illegally sign-stealing from other teams, and now all of a sudden they win 92% of their games. They go from 6-11 and 11 against their big three rivals to 6-1. and one. They go from zero Big Ten titles in six years to now two in two years and trending on three in three years and about to make their third college football play of appearance. And by the way, at least right now, the odds on betting favorites win the national title. Hmm. Hmm. Coincidence? I think not. Can we really call it a coincidence? When the first six years of Jim Harbaugh in Michigan, they're not very good, can't win the big game, and now all of a sudden, they start sending people out to games, they start videoing signals, they now start to know, oh, when the coach taps right arm, right shoulder, right hip, that means run to the right, and we could do that in two seconds. Well, guess what? Now you can also put your defense in position to, to stop it. Well, now we're winning more games because, geez, when the offense knows what the defense is running and the defense knows what play the offense is running, I'm going to tell you it's pretty damn easy to have a lot of success. So coincidence? I don't think so. You look at those numbers, you can directly correlate Michigan's success on the field to their cheating. That's a massive problem. That is a massive deal. And again, I don't know why it's not getting more attention than it should. And I don't know why there's not more people outraged. Again, if you hated the Astros, if you were fed up, which you go back six years ago, not even 2019 when when the report was released, it's like 95% people ready to burn the Astros at the stake, ready to fight them, uh, booing them, getting uh, as excited as possible for them to see, you know, to watch their demise and see them struggle. And now Michigan is accused of the college football equivalent of banging trash cans and no one says boo. Eh, who cares? Who cares? Michigan could potentially win a national championship this year on the back of cheating. 
That's a big deal. That is a massive deal. That deserves way more outrage right now than it's getting. And I don't get why, as I see people on social media, as I read columns, as I listen to the radio, why there's not more outrage and why so many people are just like, eh, it's all right. Who cares? It happens. That's also the thing. That's a, a big argument I've heard. Oh, well, it happens. You know, it's a hey, cheating happens everywhere. No one's gotten caught. We said the same thing about baseball. Baseball has had cheating in it for years. No one cared. All of a sudden, the Astros used technology to break the rules. Even, by the way, you had two of the teams in the Yankees and the Red Sox who got in trouble for sign stealing earlier before the Astros using Apple Watches. No one really cared. No one was upset. All of a sudden, the Astros cheat, and everyone's like, oh, who, who cares about cheating? They took it to the extreme. They were agreed. This is egregious. This is an embarrassment to the sport. So you can't even use the excuse if you are someone who's saying, oh, who really cares? Cheating happens all the time. Well, anyone who's upset about the Astros cheating, that same excuse or that same logic can be used in baseball, and no one cared about that. No one used that. No one took that into account, or no one cared that there's been cheating in baseball for centuries before the Astros got got caught. And also, by the way, you really think that by this point, Michigan's the first team to get caught? That everyone else in terms of cheating was being as egregious? You go back to, I mean, at least right now, some of the reports, ESPN's reporting that, you know, these 11 schools that Apparently, and allegedly, Michigan, this staffer, Connor Stallions, bought tickets to to their games. Uh, Big Ten schools are very upset. Go back to Greg Schiano, who now his halftime press conference against Michigan is going viral. He was basically at halftime saying, yeah, there's some funny stuff going on there. You know, we got to figure it out. It's out of our control. And at the time, no one knew what he was talking about. And now you start to put two and two together. Oh, he played Michigan like three weeks ago. There's a lot of accusations of, of sign stealing. Now he's talking about, oh, well, there's a lot of weird stuff going on here. Like, you know, if Rutgers was doing the same thing, Greg Shiano's not saying that. Like, that's the thing. Schools are not upset. Schools are not mad if they are cheating in the same way Michigan is cheating. Right? It's the old saying. Don't throw stones if you live in a glass house. If you are cheating, if you are sending staffers or people to other games to scout and record their signals, you are not then upset. You are not going on the record and voicing your frustration about what Michigan is doing if you were doing the same thing. I don't think a lot of schools were doing the cheating to the level Michigan was. I don't understand why when you look at right now, Michigan going from good to great on the back of cheating the last three years, why this isn't a bigger deal right now uh, being talked about. I don't get it. If you don't think this is a big deal, I need to hear why. 855-212-4227. 855-212-4227. If you were mad about the Astros cheating, why aren't you right now upset at Jim Harbaugh in Michigan for doing the same exact thing in terms of gaining a clear advantage and benefiting immensely from that advantage right now that no one else had? You want to call again, 855-212-4227. You could tweet me at Ryan underscore Hickey and the number three. When we return, I want to keep on, keep this going here. And I heard, again, another reason why 
maybe people don't care as much is because, well, you know, Jim Harbaugh is going to be in the NFL next year. Uh, why are we assuming that? Jim Harbaugh to the NFL is not a lock. Honestly, right now, I think it's more unlikely than likely. He's at the NFL next year. I'll tell you why next. It's Ryan Hickey with you right here on CBS Sports Radio. This is Hick at Night. Here's Ryan Hickey. Ryan Hickey with you here on CBS Sports Radio. Discussing right now what I think is the biggest story in sports. Jim Harbaugh and Michigan accused of illegal sign stealing. Illegally filming, you know, the signals of, of teams in the stadium before they, you know, weeks before they play. So they're able to decode the signals. And so by game time, if a coach signals, you know, right hand flapping, left hand making a, a fist, they know what that means. And they can adjust the offense and or defense to be ready to stop, you know, whatever play that they are, are deciphering to be called. That is a massive advantage that not only is illegal, has also led to massive success right now for Michigan that should be absolutely under the question, like under the microscope. This is proven to be true because, again, right now they're all allegations. NCAA is investigating. There's allegedly proof of people who are associated with Michigan at games with their phone fixed on coaches and coaches only signaling to their team. If this is proven to be true, Jim Harbaugh has to be fired. And the 2021, 2022, 2023 Michigan seasons are all invalidated. The NCAA works at a glacial pace, so this is not realistic, but it absolutely should be a reality. They got to figure this out now if this is true, because if this is true, Michigan's been cheating this year included. They should, they should not be allowed to compete in the postseason. Should not be allowed to compete for the Big Ten Championship game. Should not be allowed to compete for a national championship if found that through the first six games, they are illegally stealing signs and using that to their advantage when no one else has that same advantage. If you're breaking the rules that egregiously and absolutely changing outcomes because of your ability to have an advantage that you gained um, in an illegal manner, how can you truly sit here and be and say that they're allowed to compete for a championship? And Michigan wins a national title this year. Are we going to say that's legit? Does anyone view the Astros 2017 World Series as legit? If that came out in real time, instead of two years later, let's just say it came out in August, the Astros were banging trash cans and stealing signs to, you know, help their hitters out. Do you think they should be allowed to compete in the postseason? Absolutely not. You cheated. So same here with Michigan. That's not going to happen because, again, the NCAA works slower than molasses. So hopefully by 2026, we'll get some sort of verdict here on, on what's happening. But this, to me, is a massive story. If you were upset about the Astros and their cheating, you should be 10 times more upset right now than uh, with Michigan and what's going on with their cheating scandal because it's the same thing. If not worse, because now we know, again, at least with the Astros, you think teams will learn their lesson about illegally stealing signs and using technology to do so. And here's Michigan blatantly going to games, not supposed to, filming signals, not supposed to, 
and using that to their advantage and winning big games against their rivals that in past years they're unable to win. 855-212-4227. 855-212-4227. If you don't think this is a big deal, tell me why. And if this is proven to be true, should Jim Harbaugh be fired? Frank's call from Georgia. What's up, Frank? Hey, thanks for taking my call, Ryan. You know, I think um, fan-wise, uh, we've become kind of desensitized to a lot of this. I mean, you got Spygate, the Playgate, the Astros, PEDs in the 90s. And, you know, I think fan-wise, we're just kind of getting kind of desensitized. And But, you know, we listen to other radio talk show hosts who guests and and they kind of downplay it. They kind of say, oh, you know, it would be kind of an attitude like, well, Michigan's not the only school that does this. So I think there's a lot of other schools that are doing this that they just haven't been caught. And for me, I think I need to see more more proof as to what, what exactly what's been stealing. Are they stealing offensive signs, defensive signs? I think stealing defensive signs is more damaging than the off- stealing offensive signs because – you know, teams are changing their offensive schemes every week, and the defensive schemes pretty much stay kind of consistent. So if you had an upper hand on the defensive schemes, I think you'd do better in a game. Um, but, yeah, I hear you saying it. I appreciate the call, Frank, but it's like one of those things where it, they're doing both. right? You're, they are, again, according to the latest report from ESPN, who, who dropped this yesterday, Connor Stallions is a Michigan staffer who bought tickets in his name to 30 different Big Ten games across 11 different venues the last three years. And either he or someone else would go sit in these seats. They would all be about the same, about the 45-yard line on the opposite sideline of the one they were trying to look at, and their phone would be fixated on coaches and what they are signaling all game long. We all, right, we all, we're all sports fans. We all go to games. Do you ever look at what the coach is signaling in and then videotape that the entire game? Or are you there to watch the game? You never go to a game to say, oh, I wonder what the coach is going to signal. Third down, I would love to know what his slant signal is. I'm going to pay attention to that and see if I can myself figure it out. You go to watch the game. So when you see someone sitting in the stands, and now teams with securities cameras are able to look at these seats that have been purchased by Stallions now and see who is sitting in them and what they're doing, Big Ten teams over the weekend are starting to realize and starting to look, oh, wow, when he buys these tickets and then we go look at the security camera to see who's sitting in section 102, row 45, seat 1 and 2, what we're watching is someone with their camera out the whole time on our sideline filming. No cheering no going crazy, just sitting there with their phone out the whole time videoing our sideline. Huh. A little suspicious. And I I mean, you want to say everyone else is doing it? I think right now when you have Big Ten teams upset, I don't think you're upset if you were doing the same thing. I think you are upset because Michigan took it to a level that no one else has taken it to, and they broke multiple rules that, again, give them a massive massive advantage right now that are leading to wins and losses. And by the way, like not to be dramatic, but this is also true. We see college football, right? Is is more volatile than ever. We're Ohio state fans. Despite how many games Ryan day wins, how many college football playoff appearances Ryan day makes 
and how many national title game appearances Ryan Day makes. All they care about is if he can't beat Michigan, he should be fired. There are still Ohio State fans to this day, despite his like 52-6 and six record. College football playoff appearances in three years. National title appearance that want him fired. What if they got their wish? What if Ohio State lost to Michigan? What, like, what if this cheating scandal didn't come out? Ohio State for the third year in a row loses to Michigan. And you know what? Let's say the vocal minority of fans win out and Ohio State fires Ryan Day. And then the offseason, we find out, well, actually, Michigan, these last three years, the three years that they rose to an elite, uh, an elite level, they actually were cheating the whole time. They stole signs in a way that you weren't allowed to and won a lot of games because they had a distinct advantage over every other team they're playing. Imagine Ohio State fired Ryan Day because he couldn't beat Michigan, and then you find out the reason why he couldn't beat Michigan is because they cheated? That's ridiculous. Like, we were talking about jobs on the line. We were talking about national championships on the line here. If you were having a massive advantage over your other uh, over your opponent when you know what the defense is doing when you're on offense, and you know what plays the offense is running when you're on defense. This is a major story and a major scandal right now that deserves more credit and by or deserves more attention, I should say. And by the way, don't think the NFL is bailing out Jim Harbaugh. That's been a common mention I've heard when talking about trying to like see like why don't people care more about this topic. And it's like, oh, you know, Jim Harbaugh won't be there anyway. So the NCAA moves slow. By the time they actually, you know, get around to investigating this and getting a conclusion, Jim will be in the NFL already. Why are we assuming that Jim Harbaugh and the NFL, or I should say, why do we assume the NFL wants Jim Harbaugh? He's tried the last two years. He's made it known he wants to be an NFL head coach. He would leave the second he gets a job offer. The thing is, the NFL has not given him the opportunity. Look at the last two offseasons, 2021, right? The year you finally beat Ohio State, you win the Big Ten, and you go to the college football playoff. That offseason, on National Signing Day, nonetheless, where's Jim Harbaugh? Not at the Michigan facility, not welcoming new recruits. He's in Minnesota interviewing with the Vikings for their head coaching job. Didn't get it. He wanted it, didn't get it. Went to Kevin O'Connell. Last year, after, by the way, after that interview, he said, well, that was a one-time thing. Michigan, don't worry. I'll be here as long as you want me. What happened the very next offseason? Interviewed the Broncos, discussion with the Panthers. This guy wants back in the NFL. The NFL doesn't want him. And so if you go to two straight college football playoff appearances, win two straight Big Ten titles, beat Ohio State two years in a row, and that is not enough for a team to hire you, what makes you think now with this cheating scandal over Jim Harbaugh's head that an NFL team is going to want to hire him when there's a chance all of his recent success the last three years is due to cheating? I don't think it's a lock. Again, I don't think it's likely he's in the NFL next year and that NFL team hires him. So if he was already having trouble getting bites, getting interviews, getting second interviews, getting job offers from NFL teams with the success he's had the last two seasons, what makes you think the NFL is going to come calling now with this hanging over his head and bail him out? I don't think he's getting bailed out. I think he'll be back at Michigan next year, and I think he won't be coaching because I think he'll be suspended bare minimum for the entire season um, with these, again, allegations if, if 
proven true because right now, again, there are allegations. Nothing has been confirmed. But I want to hear your thoughts. Let's continue to get your thoughts. 855-212-4227. 855-212-4227. At Ryan underscore Hickey and the number three on Twitter. Is this a big deal? If it's not, why? Why is this not a big deal in your mind about Michigan being able to decode and decipher illegally what teams are running um, play-wise and signal-wise to give them and let them know which play is coming offensively and defensively? And oh, yeah, by the way, it just coincides with them having the best three-year stretch in almost 30 years. And if you're the NFL, with this hanging over Jim Harbaugh's head, would you hire him? Would you want him coaching your team? With this scandal over his head, 855-212-4227. We'll continue to talk to Jim Harbaugh also as well. Why, if you jump off the 49ers bandwagon, you're a fool. This is Hick at Night. Here's Ryan Hickey. Jump on it. Jump on it. Jump on it. Ryan Hickey with you right here on CBS Sports Radio. Talking about the Michigan cheating scandal. And the latest information from ESPN that came down yesterday that has proof of a Michigan staffer, Connor Stallions, buying tickets to other Big Ten games in which evolved, uh, involved, I should say, future Michigan opponents on their schedule and filming the sidelines of their signals to use and to study and to decode by the time that Michigan does play them later in that season. It's happened over the last three years. Coincidentally, the three best years Michigan has had in almost 30 years. And by the way, what they're doing is illegal. If you don't care, I need to hear why. 855-212-4227. And again, because these are just allegations. Nothing has been proven true. So just like the court of law, innocent until proven guilty. If... Proven to be true. Should Michigan fire Jim Harbaugh? 855-212-4227. We go to Mike in Michigan. Hello, Mike. Uh, Yes, appreciate uh, you having me on. If uh, you go back to Coach Harbaugh's uh, roots, he built Stanford with uh, a big offense and defensive physical lines. Now, last year when Michigan played uh, Washington Huskies, Penn State at home, they got more than three, 400 yards rushing. They would have a set of two, three tight ends set, eight, nine in the box. Why couldn't they stop them? Michigan's offense is, here it is, you stop us. No one could last year. Right, but let me ask you this, Mike. Isn't it easier to run an offense when you know what the defense is doing? Yeah, but what I'm saying is, why couldn't they stop him offensively? The, Harbaugh said, this is what we're doing. We're going back to smash mouth football. Two, three tight end sets. They got eight, nine in the box. Ohio State couldn't stop him. Penn State couldn't stop him. Washington couldn't stop him. I mean, maybe Michigan didn't get the memo. Then he hires McDonald and Mentor, some guys to improve that uh, interior line. I just think they got real good players, and they had a chance to have uh, J.J. McCarthy develop. Now they can throw the ball. Right, but why are they cheating then? <laughs> You're saying that. I want more proof. More proof? Let's, I'm, let's, first of all, I'm just reading the reports that are out there from I'm Yahoo, not, from ESPN. I'm just telling you, uh, three uh, tight ends set. They got eight in the box on defense. Michigan's told them all last year what they're running. No one could stop them except TCU. 
Well, I would even argue Michigan stopped themselves, to be honest with the turnovers in that game. But that's one of those games. That, that, but, Mike, that's part of, the, like, the frustration is, just like Colin, the Astros, you could, we could have a discussion of, did Michigan even need to cheat? The Astros were good enough where they did not need to steal signs in order to win a World Series, and they did so, and that tarnished it. Could you make, and you are making a fair, I'm not sitting here telling you Michigan sucks. You are fair in the sense that all you do is run the ball down the throat. Good luck stopping it. But if you're Michigan, it's easier to have success when you know what the other team is doing. And it's also then you don't need to cheat if you're just that much better than everybody else. But they knew what we were doing with eight, with uh, three tight ends in the, in the offense and still couldn't stop us. If, did you watch any of the Washington, Penn State, Ohio State games last year? Go back to those stats. Three, four hundred yards rushing. They ran Somebody the ball a lot. I just think they got really good ups, uh, offense and defensive linemen with some coaches to bring them up, and now we got a quarterback. And let the, all the other stuff play out. I want documentation, names to come forward, exactly well, what they got names done. already. But and Michigan told you what they were doing all last year. Mike, they three got names already, sets. and documentation is on the way. So okay, what you're looking for. Sets and he couldn't stop him, Ryan. I, I hear you, Mike. I hear you, buddy. They ran the ball a ton. Appreciate the call. They ran the ball a lot. But that's also, again, both can be true. Michigan's really talented. Also, they cheated. Both, are, both can absolutely be true and live in the same space. You can have one of the best rosters in college football, but also at the same time be guilty of cheating and use the illegal signs you stole to give you an advantage and to help ensure you beat your rivals and go undefeated in the Big Ten, which they did last year um, on their way to the college football playoff. Ethan's call from Pennsylvania. Hello, Ethan. And Ethan is gone. Hmm. Maybe that was Jim Harbaugh trying to defend himself. Todd in Tampa. Hello, Todd. He don't have what it takes. He don't have what it takes. Let me say something about your uh, conversation about Harbaugh. I, now, I, I, I'm, I'm an SEC guy in Miami Hurricane, so I got no dog in the fight. But I want to say I, I, I always liked Harbaugh. I can't help it. When he, was at, when he went to the Indianapolis Colts, he played the Steelers in the playoff game, and the last play of the game he threw a 50-yard bomb, and they should have caught it in the end zone, and the Colts would have won the game. And then they dropped to the ground, a bunch of idiots. Okay, so I, I, I always liked the guy. Now, Michigan is relevant, finally. Okay, now I, I don't have no – I, 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 the Big Ten would lose. Ohio State would have two losses, and Michigan would have two losses if they played in the SEC against Ole Miss and LSU. So I don't even want to get into that. But because we have, year. you know, the, they're up there in the Big Ten. Look at Penn State. They can't win a big game to save themselves. James Franklin, again, choked again. Okay. And you got to beat the referees on the road. You know that. Okay. Penn State got the touchdown defense. They called it back from defensive holding. Okay. So you got to beat the referees on the road. What I'm saying is, Forget about death nonsense, okay? He filmed it, so what? Okay, can you beat me on the field? He ain't filming it now, and Michigan would be irrelevant without Harbaugh, and leave him alone, and let's go see if you can beat Ohio State. And let's. And you should have beat TCU so he wouldn't have to watch Georgia get smoked in by 50 points and turn the game off at the first quarter when Alabama should have been in there, and you should have beat TCU and got your chance. No, I don't want nothing to happen to Harbaugh, and let's go Buccaneers Thursday night and play some freaking defense and not you idiot coaches lose the game. Peace. Yeah, that's, that's a big one there. I appreciate the call. Todd. Look, it's a big deal because this. If you know what is coming on defense, if you know what play the offense is running, it is so easy for you then to defend it. If you know a run is coming to the right, you could stack the line to the right. You could shift your guys to the right to know, okay, they're running to the right. I saw the signal. If you're on offense and you're looking over 
and you see, oh, the coach hit his hit his belt. That means blitz. B belt, B blitz. That's where we're going to the B gap. You can adjust an offense to call a different play and protection to guard against the blitz that's coming. It is so much easier to have success offensively and defensively when you know what the other team is doing. What am I missing here? What am I missing? If I tell you right now I am running a slant route, defenses will have way more success guarding it and stopping it versus if they have no idea when I come out of the huddle what route I'm running. They might not stop it every time. It's not a 100% foolproof, just like just like if the Astros cheating and they knew a pitch was coming, they still recorded 27 outs a game at the plate. They still got out every time they didn't hit a home run on what pitch they knew was coming. But over the course of a game and a season, if you know what's coming, you are having way more success than not. And that's why I don't understand right now why there's people are not making a bigger deal about this. Because it is, it is a huge advantage. A huge, huge advantage right now that Michigan has and has led directly, by the way, and correlated in this three-year period to a lot of winning that they were not doing before. Big scandal. Big, big, big scandal. All right, it's Ryan Hickey with you right here on CBS Sports Radio. I do want to remind you that the, that the Defensive Player of the Week is sponsored by the Navy Federal Credit Union, who proudly serves the Armed Forces DOD, veterans, and their families. Their members are the mission. Learn more at NavyFederal.org. We have nowhere to go but Vikings defensive back Cam Bynum. Tremendous last night, Monday Football. Two interceptions of Brock Purdy. The second one putting an end to any comeback hopes for San Francisco as the Vikings did win 22-17. Bynum also led the Vikings in tackles with nine uh, in the game. A big defensive stand. A big win for Minnesota. Congrats to Cam Bynum, the Navy Federal Credit Union. Defensive player of the week. I want to make a comment on that game here really fast before we do go to commercial break, and that's this. If you are jumping off the 49ers bandwagon right now, two losses in a row, if you're down them, if you're questioning them, do it at your own peril. I think you're a fool. Because the 49ers have showed you, consistently, by the way, they are slow starters, strong finishers. They like this year's the exception where they are off to a hot start, they're five and two. Normally, they're around 500, if not below 500, to start the season. And after Thanksgiving, when I think true playoff contenders and Super Bowl contenders separate themselves from everyone else, that's when they really play their best ball. Go back three of the last four years. When the 49ers have made the NFC title game and or the Super Bowl, look at how the 49ers played after Thanksgiving. Again, where real playoff contenders separate themselves. Last year, they were 7-0 after Thanksgiving, including playing three playoff teams. 2021, 5-2 down the stretch, playing three playoff teams. And 2019, the year they went to the Super Bowl, 3-2, did play three playoff teams. So you add that up. Three last four years for a Kyle Shanahan-coached 49ers team after Thanksgiving, when the football, the intensity, the meaning for each game increases. The 49ers in three seasons after Thanksgiving are a combined 15-4 and four with their schedule consisting of nine teams that year that made the playoffs. 
Don't panic over two regular season losses in a row. Brock Purdy did not look great yesterday. I get it. But you know what? He's not perfect. He's going to have bad games. Don't panic right now over a little rut midway through the season for the 49ers because they have shown you consistently they will round into form come playoff time when it really matters. They don't peak too early. They peak just at the right time. That's why you should believe in this 49ers team. All right, as a reminder, if you missed any part of the show or maybe going to leave us here in a little bit and still want to listen to what we're talking about, good news. Download the Hick at Night podcast, night spelled N-I-T-E, every hour of this show. Also, some bonus material throughout the week as well, uploaded to that podcast page for free. So wherever you do get your podcasts, Hick at Night, night spelled N-I-T-E, where we can get everything from this show right there and at your listening convenience. When we return, Bills, bad loss to the Patriots. Are they still a Super Bowl contender this season? My answer is no. I'll tell you why next. It's Ryan Hickey with you right here on CBS Sports Radio.